Another Sunday afternoon of music for fun opens at the National Concert Hall in Dublin. It's not a formal concert, more a musical romp for children and young people, and it can be enjoyable for grown-ups too. After the opening music, the conductor Gareth Hudson greets his audience. Many of them by now are regulars. So may I, on behalf of the RTE Concert Orchestra, bid you all a very happy new year. Well, of course, some things change in New Year's, but uh, Music for Fun, I'm glad to say, doesn't. We hope that this afternoon we have something for everybody, some of the very best in good music. Well, on straight away with some more music, and this is a piece by Handel. You know, when I was at school, I had one particular music teacher who always used to insist on me learning dates. The date of birth of the composers, the dates they died, the dates of their major pieces of music. But one date always sticks in my mind, and that is July the 17th, 1717. Even I could manage that one, because that was the date of the first performance of the water music. The occasion was a royal barge trip down the River Thames with uh, King George I of England on board. And by the side of the royal barge, was another barge containing musicians, about 50 in number, slightly more than the number of people we have on stage this afternoon. And the music that was performed that day became known as the water music. And indeed, 25 years after that first performance, it came here to Dublin. And a very important year for Handel, because it was the first performance also of the Messiah that particular year here in Dublin. Well, we're going to play the first movement of the water music. It's simply entitled Allegro. So see if you can imagine the, the scene, the River Thames, a barge full of VIPs, and perhaps one can imagine uh, the barge alongside containing the RTE Concert Orchestra going along the Thames into the distance. A dream that our boss has on many an occasion. But anyway, here we go, the Allegro from Handel's Water Music. The idea of presenting these concerts that would introduce orchestral music not just as pleasant listening but also as fun was the idea of the conductor Gareth Hudson. I think I've always been on the lookout for ways of, uh, shall we say, marketing music to various sorts of audiences and it was put to me a couple of years ago by Frank Murphy who's, the, who's now the general manager of the National Concert Hall. Um, did I have any ideas for sort of bringing music to a family audience? And I, I came up with an idea for about ten musicians. This was to be done in conjunction with the National Concert Hall. Um, it was called Music for Fun. And to cut a long story short, RTE got wind of the idea. And uh, the assistant head of music, Michael Casey, uh, said uh, he would like to try the idea with full orchestra. And he asked me if I could adapt the idea. And uh, 
that's what happened. We did a pilot version um, on a Sunday in November 1982, and I'm very pleased to say it went very well, and since then it's been a regular series in the National Concert Hall with the full RTE Concert Orchestra. And that pilot version, was it advertised? Did people know it was going to happen, or did you bring along invited guests? Um, no, that was a, a fully publicised concert, and whilst uh, I thought there was a good chance we'd get a good audience, we in fact sold out several weeks in advance, so it was evident before we'd even done it that there was a market for the sort of idea. Of course, we then had to produce the goods on the day. But uh, since then, uh, um, the response has, has been fantastic. We've been thrilled as, as an orchestra that uh, there is this following for uh, music presented in a sort of easy manner, music of all styles. The music itself, you choose it yourself, do you? That's right, yeah. And it really is of all styles. We, uh, we include classical music, um, we include film music, TV themes, um, orchestral arrangements of pop tunes, and we also throw in one or two sort of novelty comedy items to show the, some of the, the lighter aspects of uh, uh, orchestral life, if you like. Uh, there's no harm in a little bit of musical comedy. So it's a real hodgepodge, but it, it, one of the things is we show that a professional orchestra can literally play anything. Uh, you know, we have this sort of image sometimes that's put to children of a rather stuffy lot of uh, people um, wearing dinner jackets, perhaps, and we're aiming to break that down. Yes, just that slow step at the beginning, please. Uh, into 60, into... Let's take it that link passage before 60. One, two, three bars, please. That's a, the horn solo. Look, the first, the first bar of one, two, four, apart from actually pizzicato bass, is entirely up to you to move, Benny. So if you want, ignore my upbeat. We're just holding a chord throughout that first bar, okay? So it's not really something to try. Okay, thank you very much indeed. See you 20 minutes' time. Thank you. Rehearsals for the Music for Fun series are very intensive, just as intensive as for a regular symphony concert. Alan Smale is the recently appointed leader of the RTE Concert Orchestra. He's played in one previous Music for Fun concert, and he regards the series as a good way of introducing audiences of all ages to orchestral music. Oh, it's a very good way because um, I think the informality of the occasion and the... Uh, type of music chosen to cater for all tastes and everyone knows that they're going to enjoy themselves they don't have to sit there in any kind of organised formal way during the concert, there's opportunities for them to come up to the front if they want to during the concert um, And you and the orchestra don't have to dress up? Well no, um, I think jacket and tie is the order of the day. Sometimes we wear funny hats. The ladies are invited to wear hats sometimes. 
For this particular concert, the viola player Maura Larche has joined the orchestra. It's the first time for her to play in a Music for Fun concert. What does she think of the choice of music? I think it's very varied and it's good and there's nothing too long, which I think is important for this kind of concert. Because you're dealing with young people and perhaps older people who are not used to listening to music at great length. Of course, the orchestra members themselves can sometimes be the unwitting victims of a musical joke. I, I, was, I was once caught out. Uh, I tried to resist, but unfortunately I got involved. And I must say, although I was nervous about making a fool of myself, intentionally, that is, as opposed to, to uh, by accident, um, I did thoroughly enjoy it. I found a good response, and it was worth it in the end. Are you going to do something at this weekend's concert? Not that I know of, but we don't it always know. It could have <laughs> happened. You've always got to be on your guard in case something comes your way without, without being prepared. The oboist Peter Healy. It's the sort of concert during which even the most serious of musicians are allowed to unbend. Mind you, in some quarters, such relaxed behaviour is not always acceptable. I think, again, it's a, a way that people can come and see that music can actually be enjoyed. I remember James Galway coming out, and he regularly makes the point that um, there has been a tradition that you mustn't enjoy yourself at a concert. Certainly classical music, you don't smile. I, we, we have actually, in the country around Ireland, we've actually been reprimanded by, I remember one very irate councillor who came back afterwards, who said that somebody in the orchestra smiled at the conductor. And that's a lot of rubbish. I mean, why should we be there for, to, to, for punishment? It is entertainment, and, and there's no reason why we shouldn't enjoy it. And I think that's what it, these concerts prove. After the coffee break, it's back to rehearsals again for the orchestra members and the conductor. Now, going into this next section, we have, as you see on your running order there, uh, Promenade Five Times. That's how we ran it yesterday. And just for sound purposes, I'd like to just do it in, in the order. So the blurb is basically that we're going to demonstrate it in the original Mussorgsky, and then we're going to uh, um, tell the audience what it sounds like on the various sections, one, of course, which is really Ravel. So there'll be a question of just saying over to you, Frank, first of all. manuscript part, Anne's manuscript part, you'll swap the parts over, come up the first violins, clap around with the bowing, if you can take that down in the rear desk, uh, in behind the front desk as well, in, in pencil, or uh, fake it or something, you'll start the full orchestra at the double bar, play on until we get to the dam, bum bum, ba -da 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 -dum, bum bum, stop the orchestra, bassoons and celli, play that tune, correct it, and then from that point again, when it's... Well, try it backwards. I thought you always did, Charlie. <laughs> OK, so just take the opening. The final rehearsal is on the morning of the concert, and a few hours later, the foyer of the National Concert Hall is filled with the sound of mostly young voices arriving to hear music for fun. Oh, 
What music did you like best? I don't know. I don't know what I like best, really. I like it all. Because I like music like that. What sort of music? Orchestra music. I like Tchaikovsky and all that. You do? Hmm. I like it. You do? Have you been to this concert before? I have, yes. Did you like it? I love it. Who have you come with today? My mum and dad. Do you know what it's going to be like? What sort of music are you going to hear? Don't know. I suspect it's going to be very good. What sort of music do you like? Kind of a um, couple of pops music. And backstage in the band room, the members of the orchestra are preparing to go on stage. Right, lads. And somewhere in between, the bar staff are getting ready for a bigger-than-usual demand for soft drinks. An onslaught, perhaps. I have a nervous breakdown after every one. <laughs> <laughs> it's very different from the, um, from the classical concert, isn't it? Ah, it's just totally different. It's, it's a great sense. The atmosphere is fantastic. Look at barmen wearing funny hats and dirty bows. And <laughs> the whole atmosphere is carnival. It's, that's the way it's supposed to be. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's supposed to be... This is what we want, you know, this is the whole idea is to introduce kids to music. And once the music starts, parents have to begin coping with those difficult questions that children sometimes ask. Why do I'm playing the golden thing now? Why do I have the golden thing and the side phone? I'm going to get drinks now. No, it's the next one, Aiden. From the podium, the conductor Gareth Hudson introduces the first soloist. Well, time to introduce the first of our soloists this afternoon. And uh, you may observe we have a harp already for the playing of. And uh, I suppose the harp, really, we've been talking about arranging going back for years and years. Well, as an instrument, I suppose the harp goes back for centuries and centuries. And over the centuries, it's been associated with musicians of all sorts of type and all sorts of standing. I suppose from the Roman times to the Middle Ages, it was associated very much with the wandering minstrels, the troubadours. Um, 18th century found it very much an instrument of the drawing room, perhaps an instrument a little bit of the elite. But um, whatever musicians have been associated with, um, it's always been my slight disappointment that so little good music exists for the harp and orchestra. But one piece by Handel certainly does exist, and it's called the Andante Allegro. And uh, to play it, I can honestly say that I'm about to bring on the stage one of the most popular members of the Arctic Eve Orchestras, and popular not just for her ability as a performer on the harp, but she's also one of the most sought-after harp teachers in the country today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we'll give a very warm welcome to Helen Davis.
even the younger members of the audience seem to be able to consult their programmes and to make pronouncements to their parents. to go indeed, and one of the three items left in the first half of the concert is Leroy Anderson's novelty piece, The Typewriter. It's introduced in this manner by the conductor. Well, I think it'd be rather a nice idea to introduce two members of that backstage staff. The question was, of course, who to pick? And uh, after thinking about it very, very carefully, I picked two very essential people to music for fun. And the first one uh, is my secretary, the second one is, in fact, the orchestra librarian. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please give a very warm welcome to Hilda and Simon. Hilda on the typewriter was in fact the well-known singer and director of light opera, Heather Hewson, and she obviously enjoyed herself. Oh, well, now, I've been playing the typewriter for a long time. <laughs> I won't say quite how long, but <laughs> quite some time. That was, a, that was a most unusual performance. Very unusual indeed, but a great uh, opportunity. I think it's a great piece, actually. But you have to, you, you, you've got to know the music. You can't just sort of sit at the typewriter no. and hope to keep, keep time. You've got to know the music. You've got to you know have, the because there's a definite rhythm in it. But at the same time, of course, when you're performing something also, one might allow the orchestra to do a lot of the, <laughs> the music end of it and punctuate it as you think fit, because this is what really happens when anyone is typing a letter, you don't go as accurately and as fast as the music does. 
You rehearsed it very well. Well, I don't know. I, I certainly tried to memorize it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but the rest is performance because uh, I think that matters in, in something like this. It isn't just if it's too, too straight or something, then the, the thing is, is not, I think, as possibly as entertaining. Do you think this is a very good piece now to uh, perform for a young audience? I do indeed, yes, I do. I think, I think they can see the... Well, after all, the, uh, the typewriter is a percussion instrument when you think about it. And I think young people like that. They like to see something like a typewriter, which you don't normally associate with music or something like that, sort of brought in because it is a rhythmic thing. In fact, as a matter of fact, certainly I did anyway, and a lot of people learned to type to music. So <laughs> there is a connection. Mm. This type of concert in general, though, apart from that particular piece by Leroy Anderson, which everybody certainly enjoyed this yeah, afternoon, this type of concert in general for a young audience, do you think is a good introduction? Very good introduction, I think, because I think sometimes peop young people in particular can be frightened off music, and I think that's very bad, because music is a thing, the all-embracing thing, and it can be humorous as well as entertaining and as well as serious. But I think it's a very good way to introduce young people and to realise that, as the title quite rightly says, music is fun, as well as being many other things. If the typewriter is a percussion instrument, then certainly the xylophone is too. And the conductor showed us how well he could play the xylophone in a chardash with the violinist Mirchow Petku. After some music from the movies, like the trolley song and singing in the rain, there's an interval. When those hundreds of young people have been rounded up and are back in their seats, the conductor reads some of the greetings and the questions which have been dropped into special letter boxes around the concert hall during the interval. Now, I'm going to do these happy birthdays rather quickly because we've got rather a lot, and I've had to leave out some because we get so many. It's amazing how many happy birthdays you get from the National Concert Hall. It really is. Anyway, here we go. Um, there's a... Jeannie McCormack coming up soon. Oh, the birthday's coming up soon from various people, including Kate and Neve, Netta and Deirdre. And it says, Gareth Hudson, you're my hero. Now you know how to get a request from there. Good. Right, and also uh, say happy birthday to uh, Ema Trainer, age six today. And with mum, dad and one or two other friends. Uh, please sing happy birthday. Sing it, I see. Not me personally, though. To my mum. And that's Anne Ledwich, whose birthday is tomorrow. And to um, Shane Hartney as well. David Walsh, seven. He was seven on Friday. And one or two uh, gigantic ones here. 
Happy birthday to uh, Aaron Henderson, 14 years yesterday. Uh, right, and this multicolored, technicolor one here. How about that, eh? Wow. Don't know how it fitted in the letterbox. Yes. Right. Happy New Year. And, oh, this is just a thank you. I'm going to say there's far too many for birthdays. But there's love from all sorts of people on there to the concert orchestra. Thank you for the concert. Well, thank you very much for that. And to all those people, and uh, say apologies to anybody who's got a birthday at the moment and I haven't mentioned to all those people, and indeed to our first trumpet, Benny, who's 50 today, can we... <laughs> let's, uh, let's sing happy birthday. Ready? <laughs> Wow, yes, and uh, I did have one that I nearly forgot. Uh, it was on my stand, Emma Callan, who is 10 today. Love from Claire, age 5. And a nice thank you card there. Thank you very much indeed. Right, let's see what questions you've asked us here. Why do you wear the same jacket every time? <laughs> because the one I wore at the last concert broke. <laughs> I don't wear the same one every time. Actually, ever, time, ever, ever since I wore, wore about six months ago, uh, my lovely outfit with the white trousers. The orchestra haven't let me get away with it again, so I don't have the biggest choice of wardrobe after the orchestra's had the say. Now, what do you have here? Oh, yes, an awful lot of people have been asking about uh, um, this particular gentleman here. It says here, why do you seem to have a different leader at each Music for Fun concert, and what does a leader do? Well, we sometimes ask that ourselves, but <laughs> let me explain that... Um, for a couple of years, and in fact through the first year of Music for Fun, Martin Loveday was the uh, leader of the RT Concert Orchestra, but he went to the BBC Concert Orchestra. Ah, you know these Englishmen going back home. And um, so in fact, like any other job, we, we advertise, and uh, it's been our pleasure to have various people in this position over the last six months. But it's a great pleasure to be able to uh, say a, a special welcome today, because this is in fact the very first public concert of our brand new full-time leader, ladies and gentlemen, Alan Smale. And uh, as for that second bit, what does a leader do? I think I can do no better than point the microphone Alan's way. Well, it's a very difficult question, this one. I suppose the most difficult thing about being a leader is at the end of a long day of rehearsal to try and at least look as if you're interested and to, and to try and stay awake a bit longer than anybody else. But, but I must say, in all seriousness, the most important thing is to always play the solos really well or try and play them really well. Try and communicate the conductor's wishes to the section and to the rest of the orchestra. Very, very important. I had to say that one. And... Um, and to try and create a good atmosphere, it's especially, especially important in a small orchestra like this where everyone knows each other and everyone knows all about each other's private lives and so on, you know? <laughs> so I'd say that just about sums it up anyway. And they get paid more as well, I tell you. Now, here we are. What sort of instruments does a conductor have to play, and does he have to be the best musician in the orchestra? Well, no, that's only the case in this particular orchestra. 
Uh, there are no particular instruments, actually, that a conductor has to play. Um, seriously, just in case that question was a serious one, I sometimes get criticised in case they were serious questions. Um, certainly a keyboard knowledge is, is usually uh, goes with uh, conducting, in other words, some knowledge of the piano. But apart from that, there isn't really an instrument that you associate with conducting, and very often it depends as to where, which country conductors come from. On the continent, a lot of conductors tend to be violin players, string players. Um, in opera countries like Italy, they're very often pianists because they work in the opera houses with singers. In countries like America and uh, England, they are from, in fact, my instrument, uh, percussion or brass players, things like that. So it varies wherever you are. Now, we noticed that Dynasty is on the program. We would love to hear you play Dallas. Well, I must be honest, I get an awful lot of requests for Dallas. A lot of people write in. In fact, there's one chap who's been written um, a couple of times. The letter is with me. Is there Stephen uh, Igo in the audience? No? Promised me he was going to be here. Perhaps he's got snowed in. But I've had so many letters on behalf of this chap for Dallas. Uh, let me just explain about Dallas. It's, um, it's an arrangement that Tony Hatch did for the orchestra about four years ago. And uh, we played it so much for Tony. In fact, our performance of Dallas on television has gone as far afield as Australia. And uh, we keep playing it at Music Fun. And uh, we have an arrangement that we reserve it for special occasions. So there we are. But it's still on the Music for Fun repertoire. We, we, do, um, we do promise you that. Now, how many lessons does it take to be as good on the piano as Frank McNamara? About one. No, how many? <laughs> oh, well, there's no real answer to that, as indeed there's no answer on any instrument as to how long it takes to be good. And don't let anyone ever tell you that uh, there are easy ways. I never get a friend of mine answer an advert in, the, uh, in a music magazine. Um, learn the piano in 20 easy lessons, a correspondence course. You know what that means? They come through the post, 20 lessons. Anyway, I tried to put him off, but he wouldn't hear of it, and he went ahead and ordered them. And I saw him about six months later, and I said, how are the piano lessons going? Uh, have you been receiving them? Okay. He says, no, I only received the first one. So I said, well, what happened to the other 19? He says, I have no idea, but the postman's playing at the Royal Albert Hall. <laughs> During a solo, did a string break from any instrument? If so, what was the consequence with lots of love from Marion Taylor? Paddy. A string breaks. What happens when a string breaks? It's very embarrassing. Thanks, Paddy. Is that all? Right. <laughs> and to the young audience, Gareth Hudson introduces a young musician, the alto sax player Kenneth Edge. He's RTE's Young Musician of the Year winner. Music for Fun concerts, Gareth Hudson has established a custom of involving young people in the performances. On this occasion, he invites a choir from the Dominican Convent National School in Dunlera to sing Lord of the Dance. Their teacher is Mae McQuaid. Don't her pupils find it a little daunting to go out there on the stage of the National Concert Hall to sing with the RTE Concert Orchestra? Not at all. They love it. They're Actually, I said, would any of you not be able to come... Oh, they put off their horse riding lessons, they put off their swimming, they put off everything to be up on that stage today. And it's a great privilege for them. Their parents are very pleased. 
How often have they rehearsed now before they came along to the the rehearsals with the orchestra today? Uh, not that often. You see, I do quite a lot of music with them, and uh, they just take it in their stride. We did practice for the first concert on the 5th of November. I'd say we had a week's practice, you know, each day. So many minutes, so many times. You get tired of it, you know, and, and they get tired too. But for today, just a few practices, that's all. And today, coming to a rehearsal, there was a slight hiatus, was there? Oh, right? there was, yes. We, the minibus let us down and we had to put them into different cars and try and get a taxi. And then when we had done all this hassle, the minibus arrived. It had got a puncture. So we arrived anyhow. Whilst our choir are filing on, and those are the magic words that you hope will have some effect, whilst the choir are filing on... <laughs> Uh, let me tell you a little bit about this next piece. Um, one of the activities that both the orchestras, both the RTE orchestras, symphony and concert, get up to are doing educational concerts, not only here in Dublin, but around the country. And it's my pleasure to do them with the RTE symphony orchestra. And one of the features of those concerts is that, in fact, we try and get all the children to sing. And we pick one school to act as the lead choir to sing the verses and we get everyone to join in the chorus. The, the song is, in fact, Lord of the Dance. Now, I'm sure that doesn't need an introduction to many of you, but I think that it'd be rather nice to uh, have you all singing. And now we're all on here. May I introduce, ladies and gentlemen, the, uh, the girls of Dominican Convent School, Dunleary. <laughs> they were marvellous last term, was it, ladies? Is that right? With the... Uh, RT Symphony Orchestra here at the National Concert Hall and so I thought we'd invite them back for, to music for fun. Now the old job is to do the chorus. Now the words are, in case anybody um, doesn't know them, dance then wherever you may be, I am the lord of the dance said he and I'll lead you all wherever you may be and I'll lead you all in the dance said he. Now I think what may be an idea is if we get the girls just to sing the chorus to demonstrate that. If you know it already then sing along. But if we can have an, a D please Alan. Right. Ready? One, two. Stand away with me. Thank you. Now that's your bit. Now let's all try that, shall we? Ready? After two. Everybody? One, two. Say the words again. Dance then, wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he. And I'll lead you all wherever you may be, and I'll lead you all in the dance, said he. Now let's let's take everybody on the ground floor here, shall we? With the girls. Are we ready? Now. One, two. Dance then, wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he. Not only does Gareth Hudson encourage children to sing on the concert platform, he also gives them an opportunity to try their hand at conducting. Maybe there are no budding Beecham's or Barbara Ollie's or even a Gareth Hudson among them, but you never know. You come up here, Jenny and, and uh, Paul, isn't it? Now come up here. That's right. That's it. Whatever happens, don't kick that box there, otherwise we'll uh, do something to the ears of uh, our sound engineer. <laughs> there we are. Right. Now you're going to conduct some... Um, 
piece called Entry of the Gladiators. It's a lovely big march. Perhaps you'd just like to wave to Alan there. He's our, he's our new leader. Just wave at him. That's it. Good, good, good. Now, have you ever done this before, by the way? No. <laughs> you sure now? Yes. <laughs> right. Well, what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to give you the stick. That's the baton. And what I'm going to ask you to do, this march is in two. And all that means is that you simply go down, down, up, down, up, down, up. Would you like to have a go at that? But you're not going to get much response from that, from a full, whacking, arty constable orchestra. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. One, two. Good. Where did you get the tails from? Albert Rosen's, I think. Anyway, anyway now, now then, if you'd like to hand the bat on to, um, to Paul, would you have a go? One, two, one, two. Good man, good man. Now, I'll, I'll go off stage with one of you, because what I want you to do is one of you to start off the piece, and the other one will send on about halfway through. So, Paul, if you'd like to start off, and then I'll send uh, this young lady on, all right, and then you come off. Okay, so you start off. So if you'd like to come down here. There we are, and I can go and sort out this other chap. Are you okay there? You're comfy, right? We must get a tailor for you next time. Right. Now, if you'd like to keep your arm up like that, and we'll start off entry of the gladiator. Music for fun concerts must come to an end, and Gareth Hudson says farewell to his young audience. Right, well, we come to the end of Music for Fun for today. Oh, we have some fans, have And just to say a thank you to all our soloists this afternoon, to Helen, to Kenneth, to Mitcher, and, of course, also to our typewriter duo, that's uh, Heather, that was Heather Hewson, and our librarian, Simon. And, of course, to the girls of Dominican Convent School, Dunleary. Are you up there still, girls? Yes. Well done. And um, as well as thanking the girls, and uh, this lady doesn't know anything about this, so I, um, I'm probably going to get kicked afterwards, but their teacher, who not only prepared them in that piece of music, but in fact has also done much for children's music generally, uh, is in fact retiring from music teaching this year. And I think we ought to give a warm round of applause to Mrs. McQuaid. Yes. And uh, a warm thank you also to, uh, to Robert Block for a stunning performance of Entry of the Gladiators. And, uh, oh. He better vacate the concert hall quickly, I'll be after him. Right, okay, and just to say a big thank you as always to 
the backstage people um, who do so much help, both at RTE and, of course, at the National Concert Hall. But, uh, you know, I always never quite know how to thank a very special group of people. But it's suffice to say that um, we wish you a very happy new year, and one thing we're sure about, that uh, this group of people will do everything they can through their music to make sure 1984 is happy for an awful lot of people. Ladies and gentlemen, the RTE Concert Orchestra. And, uh, of course, finally to you, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for all your warm support. Thank you for the letters that we get. Uh, it's marvellous to hear from you. And we hope to see as many of you as possible at our next Music for Fun here at the National Concert Hall, which is, I believe, Sunday, March the 11th. It's on your programmes, in case my memory slips a bit. I'm sure it's the 11th of March. So what I think? That's February. Sunday the 11th of March. Meanwhile, from everybody on stage, from everybody backstage, we say, as always, that wherever you go, whatever you do, enjoy your music. start it would seem that the Music for Fun concerts have been a success. Laurie Carr of the National Concert Hall recalls the very first concert. It was um, an eye-opener for me I think. We hadn't been given this sort of uh, chance if you like at, at uh, music you know. Um, Did you get a full house that time? Packed out. From the very beginning? From the very beginning. I mean we, we sort of went along with the idea that it was a family concert sold out from the beginning but after that the subsequent concerts I mean they, they sold out within an hour of opening and from the point of view of the parents John Buckley was one of the audience he and his wife brought their three young children to music for fun well, I don't know how you introduce children to music but letting them hear it's really the only way uh, and, uh, what do you think they enjoyed most in, the, in the, this first half of the program I what kept them quiet? What kept them quiet? Well, they like the opening piece, which they seem to have heard before somewhere. Probably it's used in some TV commercial. Um, and they like the typewriter. And um, they like the, the Brazilian number, the Magneto Carnival. Uh, what about the Shardash when, when uh, the conductor played the xylophone? Yeah, I think they were, they, were more, they were interested in that, but I'm, I think they were more interested in what was going on than in the music. Uh, we were interested to see if they'd identify any of the tunes in the, in the last selection and um, the boy, the elder boy, uh, identified um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow and Singing in the Rain. And he's how old? He's how old? Um, he's five, isn't he? Yes, he's five. Five, fifteen, even fifty plus. Music for fun is obviously for everyone. And so ends another concert with an echo of that advice from the conductor. Wherever you go, whatever you do, enjoy.